What's up, everybody? You're listening to Out of the Box Podcast with your host, D-Star. Enjoy the show! What's up, everybody? This is your host, D-Star, here with... Kingston Robertson with Holy God's Clothing Line. So for the people that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm an entrepreneur. I was born and raised in Chicago. I was blessed to be with a family that brought me down here to Madison, Wisconsin to change my narrative and give me more guidance and direction. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences that led you to start this clothing line, Holy Gods? Well, you know, I always... I know it's a lot. We spoke... (laughs) We spoke off camp, you know, we kind of went through it. We've been going through it for a while. It's definitely a lot, but let's start from who raised you. My grandma played a big, big part in raising me. You know, my mother as well. You know, my mother was young. So like my grandma kind of took my mother under her wing made sure she finished, you know, went to nursing school and did everything that she wanted to do. But at the same time, I was like very hands-on with my grandma. And my grandma is like my chief, somebody that I really looked up to strongly, you know, any vulnerable moments, she was that. My uncle played a great part too. Shout out to my uncle DeMond, always. He helped mold me and guide me into wanting to do the right thing. Computer technology, that's how I'm in there now. For the most part, you know, my grandma, my mom, and my uncle raised me. What were some of the trials and tribulations that you had? coming up in Chicago, Illinois. Well, I'm originally from Inglewood. You know, shout out to 69th and Justine, 70th and Justine, Red Tape, all them guys. I was originally born in Chicago. You know, like I say, we go through the struggles of like, if you are in a gang, if you're not in a gang, you're in a gang. Don't matter. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're on the block and, you know, it's a shootout, they ain't like, oh, miss him. You know, he he good. Don't don't hit him. No, we're going to take whatever that's over there and make y'all feel it. So it's just like you either get in tune or you be left out and, and not knowing what's going on. Because if you're not part of the structure, how would you know what's happening within the structure? Right. And what to look out for. At the end of the day, we all got to live over here. You got to be prepared for what, what might come or stay in the house. And you know what? He going to stay in the house. Right. <laughs> We playing football or whatever we doing and, you know. This show centered around reentry. So we give people like yourself the platform to tell your story so it might inspire others. Some of the trials and tribulations that you went through going to prison, some of the lessons that you learned. What are you doing now to impact the community? Long story short, you know, a lot of the ways that I grew up, I took and utilized in the wrong way and I ended up going to prison behind it. You know, I thought Madison was sweet. You know what I'm saying? Compared to Chicago, because it really wasn't no structure. You know, it, it, like I told you, I don't regret the things that I went through or the lessons that was learned. I just felt that I could have did a lot greater while learning them. Or who knows when they're actually learning something until they had to learn it. Right. You know, so prison kind of like helped me develop. Like, I'm in the feds. So it's like, as a teenager... I already didn't have no respect. I didn't even have morals or goals at that point. I just knew shoes, cars, females. Like, I, just, I felt like a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like, the lower version, you know, I'm, I'm out there, you know, people that's 26, 32, they think I'm, they age and they attracted to me. So I'm thinking I'm just on top of the world. I think I'm an adult. Little do I know I'm still not there yet. And going to prison, like, kind of made it like, like, you have to have respect. Respect is mandatory. Your life every day is based off respect. Like, if you ain't giving it, it, you might be the last time you not give it. 
or you know, or you know, just like you you learn how to be a man in, in places that's that like that because it's forced. Like if you didn't have a father figure, you could still come out of those situations with all those things. Like I used to like I was so in love with my grandma, and I know it's a small fact. You know, women pose the way they watch on the right, and we pose the way it on the left. And you know, I had it on the right because I'm like, shoot, I was mimicking everything that my grandma do because that was what I knew. So when I got into them places, I was learning a lot of different things that, you know, as men, we supposed to know. It helped me because, like, I think I read, like, over, giving you the low number, like, over 232 books within that time frame. I actually did seven years and six months altogether. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad is my favorite book. I didn't bought that book a lot of times for people that didn't read it yet. I don't know why. I even tried to pay some of the younger kids to read it and give me a book report just to install that in them because how that book changed my way of living and the way that I thought about things, even with the real estate. Like it made me understand the way I was once living, I was learning, but I just took the wrong direction in doing so. Absolutely. Yeah, man. It seems like you really went through the ringer. It's deeper than that. It's like since since my childhood, you like like not understanding what really was going on. Like, you know, my mom was young. You know, my mom was like 15 when she got pregnant. My daddy was like 22, 23. My mom ain't really ready for, you know, what's about to come. You know, she's still young. You know, when you're going through that and, you know, your mom and stuff like that is like, she's not experienced to be a mother. So everything that she went through, I went through it with her. But on top of that, my birthday, March 31st, and hers, April 3rd. So at times, we weren't seeing eye to eye because we had the same type of ways. But to this day, I love it like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like we had to go through that in order to grow as strong as we are today. And I appreciate her for that. You know, so because it's like... I was a mess. What inspired you to become a fashion designer? Well, when I was young, I didn't have it to be buying the Jabos of the days and the Fubus and all that different stuff in my time. My uncle was the only reason that we experienced having that stuff on. And for some reason, I felt good about it because it's like the lack of having it made me feel good about having it. And when I got in high school... I was like taking clothes and got the paint, white paint, the old paint in the basement. I'm just putting it across the pants. And so you was Dapper Dan before you even knew who Dapper Dan was. Man, I ain't know who Dap or Dan or if he dapped together, you know. So <laughs> I just knew that I wanted to sell these clothes. I actually wanted to wear them. And then I had an auntie that was working at Gucci and I used to take the patches. I used to take the blue jean Walgreens patches, sew the Gucci patches, cut them in squares. It wasn't perfect. And I just put them on on top of the pants, iron them on, and then put the paint over with the spray paint for the hair, the whatever color Justin did, some stuff like that. And I actually was selling good when I was doing it. And then it, I was like, man, I'm going to call these Eclipse jeans. So basically you said it started at a young age, you know, the passion. Like 14. So what made you wanted to um, pick it back up? Because I'm always dressing and putting that stuff on, man. At one point, I was buying all that Louis and Gucci and all that. I thought I was making a statement and stuff as well. But, man, I did put it together. But it was like more like knowing the insides now. Shout out to Worm. He kind of like molded me to understand that it don't cost much to look good. So he kind of taught you that the man makes the clothes, not the clothes. For sure. And you know what I'm saying? Me and my homie Baze, you know what I'm saying? We used to always put that stuff on and be like, yeah, this is where we at. So now with me designing the clothes, now I go to either one of them and be like, man, bro, what y'all think of this? These mesh shorts. And, you know, this was something that I had to learn is like the quality because the quality was what's most important to me. And like with my shirt, you know, it's summertime. So, you know, it's a two 
220 GSM, which is, you know, grand square measurements. You know, you got to learn all these different things because quality come from education. Quality come from knowledge. Like, I can't give you quality and don't know what quality is. So I went to school for it and, like, learned and then read a lot of books. I'm on YouTube, Hollywood Shack, Tez, different guys that was given the game for free, World Envision, Justin Phillips, you know, with Black College. Those guys giving the game for free and studying it and understanding and making sure that they was giving valid points. That's what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like those guys helped me mold and understand business on the fashion side. And I just ran. I took off. Like I ain't heard from none of them yet. I'm still trying to find World Envision and put me on. They'll hear me sooner than later so the clothing brand name is holy god how did you come up with that Holy Gods is H-O-L-Y-G-O-D-Z. I had a company name that I was partnering with somebody called Soul Gods. So one day I'm with my close friend Marie, you know, and she like, she made a mistake and said, oh, what you say your company name was Holy Gods? And it just clicked. I don't know what the click was. You know, I can't tell you, but you know, like I say, some things you just don't question. So I stepped away from the Soul Gods, which was for the shoes. I told you I was reselling shoes and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm going to just start my brand and do Holy Gods. And you know, the meaning behind holy gods is being a a caring adult and just giving back to the community and and wanting to see better that's what holy gods is about family matters more you know what i'm saying it's a difference between family and relatives and we just want to give back to those that don't know how and give back to the youth and make sure that our future is structured in the right way because if they're not right we're not right i'm a young guy i have a passion for fashion Mm-hmm. How do I start my own clothing brand? If you want to start your clothing brand today, learning what GSMs is, you know what I'm saying? Meaning like if you got a shirt and it's 120 GSMs, do you think you're going to charge me $25 for it? You got to be crazy. It's thin. It's going to wrink. You know, when you wash it, it's going to be bogus. You got to have quality control. You got to understand how to give your customer quality. I can't stand on nothing and be like, oh, this is a great shirt. It washed and all the threads came loose. Now it's like my word ain't everything. You know what I'm saying? And I done been in situations where your word had to be bond. And if you make promises, you keep them and things of that. So it's like I'd rather stand on what I'm telling you than give you some stuff that don't work. Yeah, definitely the the shorts that you gave me, the quality is just. They 320 GSM. That's the top quality that you can get when it comes to that. I'm talking about. When I put them on, they just feel so heavy. You know what I mean? Like, you can feel that this is a quality product. And I'm not even charging you. Like, I go to the same people that Louis and Gucci and all them go to, and we pay the same price, but they stuff is like $1,200. I be looking at a person crazy, like, if you ain't buying my brand based off quality and, and everything it is, it's either we cross paths the wrong way, or you just saying, you know, like, it's just a trend of where everybody buying this. But we gonna change that eventually trust me if it ever existed or somebody believed in that holy gods is not here temporarily you know what i'm saying like i'm not never giving up because i never give up on myself and like the brand has purpose it's just not about the clothes the clothes represent the message like i want to give back to the youth and help them understand i'm just like you there's an old saying that says a man that has a plan is already successful and I was just so crazy when we was upstairs. I was in my thoughts and in my head because I'm a thinker. I always think in my sleep. Sometimes I wake up tired because my mind never went off. It's funny that you say that because like people say, hey, what's your hobby? What's your hobby? And I always tell them thinking. Thinking is my hobby. When I have downtime, 
you know, just just thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm always thinking. I truly can relate because I never take a time off. I'm thinking while we're doing this podcast. I ain't thinking about the actual what we're doing because, you know, this come naturally. I, I don't have to think about what's real or what's true. It's just more like I'm thinking of what I got to do tomorrow. What I got to do this or damn, I'm about to read this book later on. You know, I ain't saying all oh, school, this, school, this. You got to be your first teach after your parents. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to be willing to learn in order to learn. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, me thinking like I don't like losing a chess. If you better than me, I'm learning a lot from you because I'm actually watching why you did what you did. Like you seen how I move and you moved, you know what I'm saying, the way and you sometimes did. sometimes you don't even understand until seven, eight moves Man, <laughs> have been made. You know, you already in a trap. You know, you, you know what I'm saying. So, up. when I was in college, I was the president of the chess club, and uh, I was a thinker. Yeah, you know, so because I'm always thinking, like I said, like that's my favorite thing. And chess is like just a great game to utilize that. It's a think they, they call it a thinking man's game. You can't rush me when I move. <laughs> they say a smart person learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from others. Man, I'm always. Learning from other people's mistakes. But I also take heed and hold myself accountable for all the mistakes I made. It's relationships that I broke. And I apologize, you know what I'm saying, if I did something wrong to anybody. But at that time, I felt that's what it was meant. I, You know what I'm saying? I always played chess for a long time. So it's like, I think like that. I don't want to be cool again no more. That's for sure. But whatever was necessary at that time, I did it and made the best decision for me and mine. You have become the patriarch of your family. How do you deal with the weight of that, of being the leader and the person that everybody calls on? Coming from a single parent home, a home where there was no man in the house. Jail was a lot easier. I didn't have a lot of responsibility. You know, I was really like had to focus on myself. I would send money and stuff out and things like that. But like being... The person that everybody depends on carries a lot of weight because even when you believe that you're off or have a break, it's never a break to give. So I had to train my mind to never really care for a break, you know, always be available. And, you know, the worst struggle I had in learning was, and I'm bringing the mic a little closer, is empathy and emotion. I was heartless at one point. Like, I really didn't care about what nobody was talking about. Death, anything, none of that type of stuff was important to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, the things that I went through and witnessed and stuff like that is unknown to a lot of people because I'm a private person, but it's like, you know, to, to come from all those different traumas, that damage sits on your brain cells. It don't just go away. <laughs> it ain't overnight. The work that I do with listening mm -hmm. to all of these different situations and trauma, the secondhand trauma, it, it actually weighs heavily on my heart, too. You know, man, I just slept on the porches and I'm talking about like the biggest of rats. Like they ain't even no small mice or nothing like that, man. You know, I'm on the porches. I'm sleeping in the neighbor's boats and I'm out here grinding all day. Socks, you know, it's wintertime, socks wet, trying to find my way, man. Like and it just was like. Not to get off course, it's just like, you know, being a, the leader of a family and knowing all the trauma and everything that you went through and the trauma that they might go through in a different way is a lot. Like, you have to be open to accept that and be able to, to help heal or nurture that. How do you do that when you really never healed or was nurtured when you needed it? So, jail was easier. <laughs> the streets was kind of easier. You and know? I know that's not easy to say. Yeah, it's not. And it's like, it was easy because it's like, now it's like, like my daughter, like she's very emotional. And we fall out 
all the time. I ain't the type to get on here and be like, life is just peaches and cream. This is my only child. And you know, some of her ways are mine. So, you know, only way that I get through it is because I know myself. And some of the things that she do to me is like, a am looking in the mirror, but it's a girl. So it's a lot more emotion. You know, I don't care when she say, I don't care. She don't mean it. She just don't know how to find that outlet. And I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I don't know how to give it. So it'd be like, and I'm stubborn with it. And she's in her ways and we just fall out and it just be crazy. But I just like, that's my prize and joy, you know, like regardless, like, you know, we go through so much, but I just want her to be great. She's very talented. She does hair. It's just like, she has a lot to learn and I'm always going to be here for her to learn. You know what I'm saying? But to get back on being a leader of any household, you can't lead if you don't know how to follow. You can't lead if you're not willing to break down and like, you know, it's like chess. You got to analyze the problem. You know what I'm saying? You got to find a solution. Like without a solution, it's going to always be a problem. You can't do temporary learning. You know what I'm saying? Like I learned everybody around me so that when it comes problems and situations, I almost know how they're going to react or how they reacted. And I can easily give them the right information towards what would be the best outcome. So when it's a person like, you know, with the police or some stuff like that, you know, one of my nephews acted out real crazy, you know, this and that and other. And I'm like, hold on, wait. This is what probably is wanted of you to succeed in either handcuffing you or putting you in a place that you don't need to be. And at that point, I calmed them down because I know him, but I also know them. All you did is they don't care what you did, you know. So like, you know, not to dig too deep into that, but when you when you been there, it's like a professor trying to come to me and tell me how to act or how I should be because he read a book, right? I'm not going to be too prone to listen to him. But when you see this dude with all these tattoos looking like, heck, you know, like dress like me, act like me, relate to me, like he, he, the conversation is almost the same. I'm more prone to listening to him because it seems like he has the experience or he's going through what I'm going through and it ain't out no book. So I feel like it would be damaging for me not to go and speak with you to the youth and things of that nature. Cause how could I say I'm playing my part just because I look like, you don't mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all type of whoops and sheep clothing and stuff like that. I just want to do my part. I don't like, that's it. Absolutely. Well, Kingston, I really appreciate you stopping by the podcast, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Like I said, I look forward to uh, still going to, you know, just talk to the kids. Like, it just like give some type of room for growth. You know, like when we, I don't want a child to feel like they have to grow up so fast and like be this type of way. That ain't how that go, man. Like, it's just like sometimes we just be forced in the box of feeling like we got to do more than we got to or the blind leading the blind. And it's my job to open the eyes of those that have purpose to move forward into educating and helping each other grow as one. Well, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate that, Kingston. It's always a pleasure. I'm D-Star. Until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to Out of the Box Podcast, an inspiring show advocating for our current and former inmates and their families in Wisconsin. Are you interested in starting your own podcast? Click our affiliate link or Buzzsprout for all your podcast hosting needs. You can also support the show by clicking our support link in the description.